the I, water I blacked band. out halfway through the story. So they the rats just come in because it's just open. It's just I think they like, rats can get it to anything. Yes, they can. Yeah. And then they're just like hanging they out in the hot dog. And then water. they just hose them off. I no, think I think so. the I rats mean, I, leave at that point. Uh, the rats are like, okay, we're peace out. And then <laughs> yeah. like, like they're already gone by yeah. the time the person retrieves yeah. the hot dog cart. Sometimes, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I've never actually witnessed it. I just know. It's, but it's in New York. I know f- folklore tells me that that's what happens. All right, just, so we're staying away from carts on New York's the street. I, I just, have definitely I, eaten a pretzel. I know I have it. I, I have too. No, you're not alone. Okay. Yeah. Clea. And I'm what? Joanna. That sounded so... Hi, I'm Clea. Hi. Sorry, let me do that again. Wow. I know, it was weird. Hi, I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. And this is Best Friend Energy. Welcome, you guys. Um, this is a safe space, guys. It's it's a place where we have conversations that only best friends can have. That's true. Well, it's safe in the sense that you can say whatever you want, but somebody may not like what you say. Well, I mean, do you always like what your friends have to say? No. Not necessarily. No, that's what I mean. It's an authentic conversation. Right. Um, We bring on our friends. We introduce you guys to our friends. You're our friends too. It's a community of best friendship. And we talk to people that we want to be friends with. Right. We actually, by the end of each episode, we force them to be, they actually have to sign a contract. In blood. Yeah. That they are now our best friend. Yeah. Um, If you think we're kidding. I mean, I I dare anyone to leave the studio (laughs) without being our friend by the end. Um, Okay, Joanna, let's talk about a very controversial topic. Okay. New Year's Eve. Oh, not controversial. Some people like it. Who? I don't, young people. Name one person who really in their heart likes it. Name one. I did like it. Okay. When I lived in New York City. Were you being honest with yourself? Yes, of course. You know how, let me tell you how much I liked it. Okay. I'm not even joking. I, I had not remembered this. Do you remember the time I told you I was in Los Angeles? It was a holiday break and I got hit by a car. Yes. Okay. And my foot was stuck under the car tire. I know the picture of the shoe. I mean, not the picture. Not the actual picture. My friend Lindsay framed the shoe that saved my foot. Yeah. Okay. I was hobbly wobbly afterwards. Okay. But my my foot actually wasn't broken. It was just a lot of like tissue damage and whatever. But it was like very swollen, whatever. I had to come back home to New York City in time for New Year's Eve. But you to go out with my friends. No, but I just feel like you like the drama of it all. Do you really want to go? Did you really want to go? I did. I did. I wanted to go to bars and be drunk in the middle of the street. Were you wearing a headband that said like like 1978 or whatever? Whoa! (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am. I don't need your your birth year on my head. Not my birth year. Um, But I wait when 1979. Yeah. That's your birth year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, don't act like 78 and 79 are so far apart. Yes, they are. Um, but I, no, I didn't need to have like year 2000 glasses. If yeah, that's what that's, you're what, asking. that's what I was, that's where I was heading. Um, no, I did not. Uh, but I definitely, I wanted like the midnight shenanigans. Okay. I, like I wanted the, the ball drop. I didn't go, I never went to Times Square. I'm not an animal. Were you like looking for someone to kiss? Um, gosh. Like, I, think I, I, I mean, I just need to know how far into the whole I thing. I feel like were- I had boyfriends most of those times. Okay. Maybe not some year. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I I actually don't really recall a New Year's midnight happening without a kiss. Oh. So maybe I did find people or was with someone. Okay. So you, you really. I committed. Okay. So you're really into the New Year's thing. So when did. But I was like 20. Right. And you're not anymore. Oh, no, I should, I, just for the police who might listen to this, I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> it was never 20 and drinking. Obviously not. Obviously also, not. you could live when you're 20. You just weren't at a bar. I just don't know what like the statute of limitations is on okay. drinking you're, at 20. I'm sure you were 21. I'm, I was 100% 21. Let me ask you, when did it change? 
Um, I think it changed. When you met me? No, it changed far. I think it changed, honestly, when I moved back home to L.A. John, there's no way John liked New Year's there Eve. There is zero way. I can't imagine. I'm, I'm literally trying to recount a single thing we ever did on New Year's Eve. Oh, you know what? One year, we actually did go to dinner. I mean, this was like... The- <laughs> Like, let's just pause it right there. We went to One dinner year. with our friends, but it was like a dinner slash bar. Okay, so you paid $7,000. Yes. Okay. And like sat at a table for $7,000. Right. You got like a special menu. For $7,000. And like a midnight countdown. But like we stayed up. That was the only New Year's Eve. Oh, no. Wait, I'm thinking of another one. Oh. Wow. John and I did actually have some fun times. We went to San Francisco one year. Okay. And our one of our best friends, Matt Roostaller, um, Lauren and Matt have gotten a shout out on this podcast before because they're the one, they're our friends who live in Switzerland. Yes, I know. They, I know Lauren and Matt. Yeah, Lauren and Matt. But they used to live in Oakland. Okay. Um, very famously, like in my phone, like their last name was Oakland because at first I couldn't spell Matt Roostaller, so I was there. Like, Matt Oakland. Um, so anyway, we went and what is the that famous hotel in Berkeley? Can you remember oh, the name? Oh, I do of it? know. I do. And now like that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I'll, as soon as this podcast is over, I'll think we'll of it immediately. It. Anyway, we went to a New Year's Eve party there because Matt's birthday, we surprised him. This okay. is a long story. Oh, this isn't worth I, it. No. No, no, no. It's getting long. It's, it has okay. a short ending. I know. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, everyone has a birthday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Matt, <laughs> Matt had a birthday that we were surprising him for in December. Okay. Are we going to talk about what he was wearing? Okay. But so anyway, so we, we flew up there and we had a surprise like New Year's Eve party okay. there. And but full glasses, like the 2000 all right, glasses. All, right, all in. Champagne popping. Like, uh, I think there was a Beatles cover band involved. It was like, but that that's pretty much, those okay. are the two memories. Um, Excuse me. No, no, no. I'm getting to you. Okay. <laughs> that was just the last, like, bit, like no, shebang. Say, okay, I thought you were going to say that was the last fun New no, Year's we had. No, that was the last, like, hoopla. <laughs> okay. It. Then in Nashville, when Joanna and I met, we started a new tradition with our families. Yeah. Um, which kind of ended in COVID, but anyway, it's okay. It's okay. We're not going to, we're not going to stress about that. Okay. Um, cause now we're going to be neighbors. Right. So it's going to be can, a lot easier. We can bring it back, baby. We can bring it back, baby. Joanna and I, we started celebrating New Year's Eve with our husbands and kids, and we would always have a sleepover at my house. The funny thing about me is that I move all the time. So like we've had like five different homes. That's right. Every year we had a new experience. A new experience. And I did it for And my us. kids would ask, which house are we going which to Which house are we going to? Yeah. Um, anyway, right. We kind of fell off during COVID, but I think now that Joanna and I are both building homes that are literally a block away from know, each we're other. We're going to dig a tunnel underneath. We can it'll be easier. It's just hard. Like as the kids grow up and like, they're like, wait, I have to sleep on the floor. Like, right. you know, it's like, no, 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 that's fair. But all that to be said is no, no for new year's. Oh, right. We're back to that. It's a no for new year's. It's a no for new year's. I mean, I enjoy, you know what? I actually don't even enjoy the tradition of it anymore. I used to like at least watching it from the comfort of my couch, but now I'm like, just sh- everyone shut no, up. No, just go to bed at 10. Yeah. Just like, wake up in the new year and call watch it. The, uh, watch the new year in Australia oh, Yeah, and be have it be done. I want to know what you guys think about New Year's Eve. I already know what you think. No, I'm not talking to you. I know, but I just know what they think. And they okay. also agree that it's way overrated and it sucks and it should be the last holiday on, it's not even a holiday. All right. Well, um, you can let us know. Go to bestfriendenergypod.com and let us know what you think. Um, Leave us a message. Anyway, today on the show, we have, God, I can't even believe this is so exciting. Tony and Emmy winner, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Can you even? I cannot. Um, We are going to chat with him about his Broadway show, Take Me Out. We have a ton of questions about Modern Family, pretty much just his whole start in Broadway. I have so much to ask I just need to know him so well by the time he gets up. He will be our friend. He doesn't have a choice. Uh, He doesn't even know what's coming. 
Also, stick around. At the end of the show, we're going to be doing a new segment called Low Bar or High Bar. We also want to invite you to listen to Unpacked. That's our second episode that drops on Thursdays. We have been having so much fun with the podcast that instead of doing one episode a week, we are now doing two. Right. First episode is going to be us interviewing someone that we may or may not know, but we are sure they will be our friend if we don't already have them as our friend. And the second episode is us just hanging out, talking about all things friends talk about. And we have a fun one this week. We are in New York City, and Joanna is going to be sampling her favorite thing in the world, bagels. Okay, we're going to take a break and talk to Jesse Tyler Ferguson on the other side. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's introduce, we are so excited to have Jesse Tyler Ferguson on with us today. Um, what an honor. Truly, Thank you. Jesse. Thank you. Thank you for doing this with us. So um, so tell us about a little bit about your family life, because now yes. you have two children. I have two children. Yeah, I, I, I have a, th- a three-week-old. Oh, and a wow. Three-week-old? Yeah. I knew it was a newborn. Yeah. I know. Three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Oh, oh you gosh. are in it. I'm in it, yeah. Wow. No wow. wonder you want to be here. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. hard. That's right. Hard. Were you like, bye, yeah. Justin? See you it's, later. Um, it's, no, it's great. We always wanted to have two kids so like I you know you'll understand this but like I I hate clutter mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm very excited because we held on to a lot of stuff because we're, we knew we were gonna have a second one I'm so excited to like donate all oh, this baby the sh- best that's, feeling oh. the best like, oh, get it out of my house. Oh, get it out of my that's house. That's right. And when feeling. they switch out, when you lose the car seats, that yes. is like the other best. Or I think like that's so far away from me, oh. but yes. But, but you have the something to look forward to in the distance. You're going to have the car seats for a while, but you know what you're not going to have forever is that like Amazon rainforest um, yes. thing that you put them in spins. the middle and it spins and makes noise. Uh, we have so many things like that. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst with like the parrots and yes. everything. <laughs> and the most annoying thing. We have a ball thing. pit. I'm like, oh, get it out. Get it out of here. Yeah. The thing is that's really annoying is that they the, the stuff works, you know? It it's does like, work. And there's going to be more. I know there's going to be more stuff coming in. I know. It's, just, it's that's a season the thing. of your life. You know what? And it, it will not live there forever. I when, know. When my first child was born, when Stella was born, I bought like all the Scandinavian things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I want my house to look like Norway. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I want like, just like, the just white plain wood, wood yes. yeah. you know? And kids are like, that's not. They want the plastic. They, no, they want the, the primary colors. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's like a reason that that stuff. No, I was so I committed at first. I had, um, what's the thing that you put over the crib? The oh, mobile, the mo- yeah. mobile, mobile yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So I had one that was like very pretty. It was yeah. like just pink ballerinas or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't work for her, obviously. Yeah. So 
yeah. then I bought like the Fisher Price ones. I had like the black and white yeah, swirly yeah, things yeah. and like, you know, cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would, every time someone, John, my husband thought I was insane. Every time someone would come over, I'd put the ballerina one up. <laughs> I would literally, uh, I would swap them out uh, and he's so like, good. stop being a psychopath. Just embrace the yeah. stuff yeah. that works. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know? no, it's a I'm, season. I'm, you just have to remember it's a season and that stuff then is gone forever out of that's your right. life. That's right. Do you think I you know. are done with at two? Yes. A 1000%. Oh, that's how I'm too old. I'm oh, a, I'm a thousand percent or two. Thousand yeah. percent. So how old is your your firstborn then? He's almost almost two and a half years old. Okay, so you're approaching preschool is a coming. I think in a few weeks he's he's, wow. he's are you nervous about it or are you ready? I'm happy for him. Yeah. It's he needs some social I interaction. Mean, yeah, he loves being social. He's such a great kid. Uh he's excited about it. Like we when you know we've gone we've done classes and he yeah. loves classes. So I know it's good for him. Yeah. Um of course for me, I'm gonna be like gutted. Just, yeah, right. You know, these milestones, I just feel like I, no one prepares you. No. Like, I feel like, you know, I, 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 I've I heard this, these stories of, like, people like, oh, it's hard and, like, you know, it's, it's going to change your life. But, like, I feel like I really needed someone to, like, pull me aside and, like, put their hands on my shoulder and look me in the eye and be like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not joking around. Like, let's just, like, really – let's talk real now. But, like, I, I feel that. Like, I'm already feeling the feels of him moving on to this new phase of his life. And it's, like, it's exciting but also so – devastating you want them to stay in everything with kids feels like that middle space where it's like i'm so happy for them that they're like growing and have friends and have a life but at the same time you're like just stop it's it's a heartbreaking thing to have kids and also such a great thing i know it's both so much and and to feel their pain you know it's and i always think about somebody said this to me once little people little problems big people big problems and i'm like oh they're getting bigger and the problems are getting bigger it's true i will say you're absolutely right. I mean, yes, three weeks old is is a hard newborn moment. Yeah. But man, let me tell you about an 11 year old girl. All right, won't scare I won't well, yeah. that, Now I'm hearing these things. Like, yeah, you, know. you don't have girls. I don't. No, the boys but, are ugh, love. The boys, boys, <laughs> boys are just love bugs. <laughs> I'm Marlo, Marlo, I love you Stella, too. Stella, Stella, I love you. If you're, Marlo and Stella, if you're we, we love this so deeply. So right now you are on the Broadway show Take Me Out. Yes. What is the runtime for that? When can everyone uh, go Take see Me it? Out runs until February fifth. So what's what's so insane? I said this to you when I just first saw you. We saw you on stage last night, and it's crazy now that you're sitting in a chair just across from us. <laughs> you gave such an incredible performance. Thank you. I, yes. And now I feel like a proud friend. I'm like, you were great. <laughs> no, he hasn't said he would be our friend yet, but no, so we're getting there. It's like, I know you won the Tony, but just know I'm proud of you. I'm, well, that means a lot. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit about this role for yeah. you. And like, what did it mean to be part of this production? So this is a play that actually I saw 20 years ago when it was first on Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's a revival. And it's a play that meant a lot to me. I'm not, it's about baseball. It's about a star baseball player, like a Derek Jeter type status who comes out of the closet. I'm not a baseball fan. I was going to ask your yeah, next question. Yeah. We need to really understand that No, too. but I think this play is ex- the right play for people who don't necessarily love baseball. Yeah. And it's also a great play for people who do love baseball. But it, I, I get to play this character who falls in love with the game. And he is, he's uh, the star player's business manager. And he knows nothing about baseball when the play starts. And he starts watching it and he falls in love with the game. And he has these beautiful monologues and soliloquies about baseball and democracy and like how much his life has opened up because of it. And it is just such a joy to play. And it's a 
a role that I um, saw Dennis O'Hare do, and he won the Tony Award for it 20 years ago. And it's a performance I vividly remember, so much so that I had like massive imposter syndrome when I started doing <laughs> oh, this. Oh no. my God. Because it's just like you, to, to, to top what he did, or not even just to top, it's like live up to what he right, did, right. Would, was so intimidating. Um, and so the fact that I get to do this is just, it's incredibly moving. It's, it, the roles like this do not come along a lot. Does it make you want to see a real baseball game? Um, yeah, a little. Yeah. I mean, I'm more I'm more interested than I would have been a year ago. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I because sometimes like I mean we joke I love Ted Lasso and I'm like, yes. do I watch soccer? I don't know. Right. I don't that's, know if I. That's watch a perfect soccer. example of like right. what our show is. It's sort of in that same vein. But like we uh, before we started rehearsal for this, we had a private tour of Yankee Stadium, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm interested. Like that's a once in a lifetime mm -hmm. opportunity. Yeah. But I wasn't like like oh I, this is the biggest day of my life. Yeah. Right. Which some of my cast members were like, this is the they biggest day of my life. They were freaking out, right. But while I was there, I became very emotional. And it was really interesting. Like, I got to be on the field by myself. Wow. So you really got to feel that character. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really, it was very profound. And I definitely, that day meant a lot more to me than I expected it to. Well, I will say, I love a pomp and circumstance. Like, when you're, like, get to be on a yes. field by yourself. Yeah. I mean, I could be like, is this Mets or Yankees? I wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah. But I'm like, but really soak it in. You yeah. know, like, I would, I, I just, I love a grandiose moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that I so related to some of the monologues because, like, I'd never even, I never thought about how grandiose baseball can be. I'd never thought about it before. Right. I'd never heard baseball in such a thoughtful, thoughtful terms. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever go to a game, but... <laughs> I, I remember I once got No, offered, it's good for the food. Yeah, it but is. But now I'm worried. Okay, we were talking before we started rolling about the hot dog carts and pretzel carts in New York City. Yes. Do you think that the hot dog situation at a baseball game also has Five the Rat? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think that that's... I mean, you know, never say never. I feel like any place that serves food is like, we're, we're in danger. I know. Well, I mean, he's also not like a, like a, a I know, chef inspector. I know. <laughs> like a food inspector. You, you play one role yeah. and now I'm like, tell me about baseball stadiums. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I would hope not. Yeah. I would hope not. Well, let's just hold on to that pureness for that. Okay. All right. Um, so the show also, it was, it was a very intense show. Like, I, and again, I think that your intensity that you brought in the monologues was also weighed with so much comedy. And I mean, you had us all laughing yeah. so hard. Um, what's it like being like with your cast members? What's the, the vibe backstage? Does everyone have to kind of like be in silence and try and get into character? No, we're very goofy backstage. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of uh, nudity in the show. Yeah, a lot um, of nudity patooties. Uh, a lot of nudity patooties. Uh, the, the, a lot of the play takes place in the locker room. Mm -hmm. In showers. Uh, in showers. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, they shower on stage. It, nothing's sexual at all. And no. it's it's about, the play is also about toxic masculinity mm -hmm. and like, you know, homophobia. And so these scenes where they're talking about those issues while they're naked on stage showering is really stunning and profound. Um but, you know, I think because, you know, these guys, like, we were talking a little bit about how how fit they have to stay to, to do this yeah. play. Like, it, there's just no way to, like, take the show too seriously when you're off stage. You have right. to, right. you know, you have to be lighthearted about it. And, like, you know, when you have all these people that are nude together on stage, yeah. like, you can't, 
I don't know. I, 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 I'm not one of the people who's nude on stage. So like, <laughs> but I do witness amongst these guys, like, you know, that they, they, they joke with one another and yeah. like, they try and keep it lighthearted. It's so like not put too much pressure on themselves. Right. right. Were they so nervous the first time they had to do it? Or I imagine so. Yeah. So I mean, vulnerable. But also one time in the very beginning, only one of them is nude on stage right. by themselves. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, I felt, yeah. I felt so nervous for him. <laughs> I know, at least if you're in a group. We, Cause you know, one yeah. thing about the show, you know that there is going to be nudity involved coming in. And um, so, you know, you, but you don't know how much. So when he came out, I was like, is it a one and done? Like, yeah, is it like, yeah. and then I was but like, now, how much now pressure? I'm most stressed for him. You're, I, yeah. I wasn't until you said it, but yeah. now, I, now I'm stressed for him too because he has oh. to do it. Because <laughs> it's not a group. Carl's fine. Carl's, okay. Yeah, Carl's right, fine. Right. At this point, they don't, it's like, it's, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't even think know. about it. Right, right, right. They've been oh. doing it for so long. Do the understudies, are they backstage doing push ups just in case? Um, They get to leave once the show starts. Okay. Like, okay. knowing if, like, you know, once we start the show, I'm like, okay, everyone's on, everyone's healthy. Right. They get right. to leave the theater. Um. But yeah, I'm sure you know. Like it's, they get calls sometimes the day, right. the morning of oh saying you're God. on tonight. What if you ate like a huge turkey dinner the no, night before? No, you can't. I think like in your set. inner study. No, you no, just, no. But this is the you. thing: baseball players have all different types of bodies. Well, that's well, that's, that's true. true. So like you know, I think like you know, it's fine if you're not. There, there are certain characters in this play that I think it, it behooves them to be super fit yeah. because of like the, the type of actor they're, they're playing. playing. Like Jesse right. Williams, for example, plays this sort of like untouchable baseball star. And I think it helps him to be super fit. Yeah. How did you start into Broadway? Like, what was your first? Um, I, I started when I was very young. I came to New York when I was 17 years old. I went to um, a performing arts academy where, you know, I didn't get a, a degree. I got like a certificate of completion. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which made my fail. parents not nervous at all. <laughs> no, not, not uh, at all. And uh, but I got a big break very early on when I was 21 years old. Um, and so that was my that, that was sort of how I started in professional Theater. Was it weird then to go from theater to TV? Um, I never expected to go to into TV. I was doing a, a musical at the time that was very popular called the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. And um, these producers came to see it and they were casting this show called The Class, uh, which was sort of like meant to be like the next Friends. Uh, it was actually written by one of the, the guys who wrote Friends, directed by James Burroughs, who directed a lot of Friends. Um, and uh, I got cast in that from doing this musical. And uh, the show ended up only running one season, but that was my first experience doing TV. And it was just, I mean, I was so new to like James Burroughs, who's this, you know, he's directed Cheers and Taxi. Right, right. Like, he's been around forever. He's an icon. He'd be like, he'd come up and be like, Jesse, okay, so when you're saying this line, you actually, your face does need to be pointing toward the camera. So this is where the camera, like, I mean, I was just so green. Um, he's like, so, you know, you, you, yeah, there's no camera over here. Just like kind of look where the cameras are and sort of play to those. So I was like, oh, good point. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was not something I ever expected to be doing. And then, you know, to get so after different. that, Modern Family, which Gosh. was 11 seasons. Was, right. Now I really know where the cameras are. Yes, you, yeah, you, you definitely <laughs> I mean, to toggle back and forth between TV and live theater. Yeah. I mean, Joanna and I, in our very tiny, minuscule world yeah. of, which is- Very small. Very small. Yeah. Um, of doing TV, even just being like on the Today Show, for instance. Yeah. The difference between doing something live and yeah. doing something taped yes. is- so wildly different. Do you feel different sorts of pressure or are you just used to it? It's, a, they're, they're totally different beasts. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. you know, there, there's, a, I, I feel pressure when I'm doing TV just because I still feel like, even though I've done it for a long time, I've actually probably worked more in TV if you're talking about like lining up hours, right. like right. Way, way more in TV than I have in, in theater now. But for me, theater just feels way more comfortable, ironically, even yeah, though it's like crazy. of the moment and like anything can happen. And I feel like 
forget your like I was telling you I, I did a one man show on Broadway and there was a few times where I forgot my lines and like there's no one on the stage to help me and you know so that's terrifying yes but right. for some reason I feel like there's a there's an ease with theater for me because it's like I have control of the performance it's not going into an editing bay and right. like being Frankenstein together into some like other scene um, and for some reason that gives me a lot of comfort I don't know why yeah I don't know why either that sounds crazy it sounds crazy <laughs> I am so worried when people are up on stage I get worried for them like I have, I have like second <laughs> Anxiety. No, we have a lot of issues. Yeah, we won't unpack that right now. No, but yeah, but I just I we saw last time or not even last time we were in New York. Gosh, this was like in February. Um, we saw the Music Band mm -hmm. with Hugh Jackman yep. and Sutton Foster, and they had this exchange on stage where she was doing something. He they they got each other going laughing. Yes, they couldn't stop laughing, and then of course we couldn't stop. Everyone's dying. It was so fun, but I was stressed. I was like, how are they going to recover? Yeah. I would have to be like, and we're going to take yeah. an intermission. You yeah, know? Jesse and I got the giggles last night on stage. I don't know. With if the rings. Well, oh. no, that's. Oh, that, I saw that, the giggles there. That was, I think, but that was not, that's what he just been doing that. He's just finding, that's not okay. where I'm talking. In our first scene, I said a, I said a word and it came out weird. Like I like got stuck in my throat and Jesse, I could just see him across the way, like really trying hard not to laugh. I love that. And cause he, he considers me to be kind of like this iron machine on stage. Mm -hmm. Like just cause I've been doing it for so long. I've, I, I'm a man of the theater and he's like, you would just, you, you're like, you're not human on stage. He keeps right, saying, right. so last time he was like, okay, you're human. Like you actually, right. you, you flubbed a line. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he found That's so much so joy funny. in it. Yeah. I, I, I found joy in when you were trying, at the very end, you know, you're trying on the, um, what are they called? The baseball rings? Yeah. What are they the, called the when you win? The Super Bowl. Super Bowl? No, rings. World Series. <laughs> yeah. World Series. Right, right, oh, right, God. Right. Here we go. Wow. Yeah, we learned well, a lot. You know what? Yeah. We clearly are all experts in the <laughs> space. Super Bowl. That's football. That's I know football. that. I know that. Football. I know that. Right. Okay, we have a lot of Modern Family questions with Jesse, and we're going to get right to those after this break. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters, and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. Warning, this podcast contains juicy tales of a super dysfunctional family. Brothers betraying brothers, friends becoming enemies, and a mother trying her best to keep everything from falling apart. No, this isn't a reality TV rewatch. I'm Dan Jones, your host, and this is one of my all-time favorite true stories. Join me on a trip to the Middle Ages to meet history's most dangerous dynasty, the Plantagenets. This season, the plots are thicker, the ambitions greater, and the betrayals are even more devious in the epic saga of the family that shaped our world. From something else in Sony Music Entertainment, this is History, a dynasty to die for, season two. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get back into the interview, I want to make sure you guys check out this week's Unpacked episode on Thursday, where Joanna literally unpacks a sampling of New York bagels. So the the baseball rings, yeah, the World the Series rings, rings. Yeah. Um, and you were like, you know, trying them on, and I he was 
clearly like laughing outside yeah. of his character. It was just funny. No, yeah. my favorite part. My yeah. favorite part was when he was when you were on hold on the phone. Yes. Oh, and then you come back. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. Um, yes. No, it was all. It was. It was so great. But Broadway in general does again when Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster could not get it together. Yeah. I was just like. Well, I don't know what to do. I need to help them. <laughs> I like, love that you take on that stress. I do. I take I take on the stress. I mean, live theater to me, I can't think of anything with more pressure, but I love it must be a rush too, you know? It I mean, is. like when you get live audience, like I mean, right. think about you TV. TV there's nothing but a camera there, which to your point, right. you need to find and look at. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the, I find pressure doing television too just yeah. because, you know, there's so much I don't know, there's so much money in it and like it's yeah. just like it's it's a, it's, a, it's an industry. It's hard. It's an industry in a way that theater's not. I mean, theater is an industry, but like, it's just like, you know, with Modern Family, it was like, there was this pressure and you have all these people, you know, waiting on you. And, uh, you know, if the day runs long, it's like all these people go into overtime. And and there have been times, especially in Modern Family, like where we would get the giggles. And like with something like that. How did you not with that cast? Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. And, you know, for like a little while, the the crew would like kind of laugh along with you. And then they're like, okay, I want to like see my family today. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get home. And I know we're not going home until we finish the scene. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure. When did you realize that like Modern Family was just going to totally take off? Like at what point were you like, wow, Mm. this is such a... A, like a special hit. I mean, I always had faith in it, like yeah. even from just reading the script. But, you know, things can go wrong and they could cast it inappropriately or like it could, the pilot could not hit the way it does and or it could be misdirected. And it was all like, it all just went really swimmingly. And, but even, you know, the life of an actor, you're just like always looking for um, the pink slip. You're always mm-hmm. like sure. waiting to be like laid off. It's just like, that's the life of an actor. You're always, there's always going to be an end to, to something. And like I said, the show before I had done, I was canceled after a season. So like, you know, I think I took, I it took me a while, even after we'd won like several Emmy Awards for best comedy, I was like, I don't know, here's hoping. <laughs> um, I think I'm like, when we went to like renegotiations with our contract, I was like, okay, this is a sign that like they are, they believe in us and they're gonna keep us around. Right. But that was like three seasons in. Right. After we'd actually won a few right, yeah. big awards. You, like never yeah. can get too comfortable, ever. No. no, and I think that's probably smart, Yeah, you know? Right. You always be prepared for like the worst. Right, right. <laughs> Feast or famine. And yeah. No matter, it seems like no matter how successful anyone is, they still feel that way, which yeah. is just which is a probably, wild. I think it's a healthy feeling. I yeah. think some so. Degree. I think honestly, it, it is healthy. I, I do. So what? I mean, talk about an ensemble cast. Modern Family, I think, has one of the best casts in like the history of television. Thank Modern you. history. <laughs> Joanna loves to throw in whenever she can. Can't help herself. Um, I mean, what was one of your favorite memories of working on that show? Oh, God. Um, I mean, it was just so much of my life. Um, right. I mean, it's... It's impossible to pick a, fa- a favorite moment. But, like, I mean, I just... I look back to, you know, the early time of, of that show because we didn't know what it was going to be mm-hmm. and we were all just kind of like along for the ride. Right. Yeah, I remember the very first Emmy Awards that we went to and like we were basically all nominated, which mm-hmm. was insane. And the show right. was Is everyone nominated. like out for themselves? No, it was, it was I, th- I at least that first season, I was just <laughs> thrilled with whatever we could get. Like yeah. I, I was nominated five times for Best Supporting Actor and I lost every single time. So I think even by like the fifth year, I was like, it's not going to be me. Like, you know, <laughs> like I know, oh, I know how this goes. Okay, this is where you say my name and then you say someone else. Okay. Um, but I remember that first season when we were uh, nominated for Best Comedy and it's very rare that these shows get nominated for Best Comedy in their first season and then go on to win. Right. Like the, the list of shows that, that that actually happens for is very, very slim. And so, you know, I think we were not expecting 
anything. But then we were winning like all these other awards leading up to the big award of the night. And um, I remember for the, the category for best comedy, Sophia, who's sitting in front of me, she looks back to Julie Bowen, who was sitting right next to me. And she goes, put on your lipstick. We're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's like, amazing. I mean, like my time on Modern Family is filled with like those little moments that like they wouldn't be like. You would expect it to be like a big, a big moment, like, but it's these little tiny moments with my cast that I, I really, that really stand out that I remember. I love that. Yeah. It's so funny hearing you talk about getting the giggles on set because first of all, Joanna and I have a reality show, very yeah. different than a scripted, you know, award-winning very, show. Very different. Um, we too were nominated for an Emmy and I didn't know. win. So <laughs> we know what it's like to have your name called. Um, but it's Joanna and I will get the giggles and all of a sudden everyone's laughing along, you know, yeah. and then the makeup artist has to come in and touch up her makeup. Yeah, you're crying. Then, oh, I, yeah. I only laugh. Yeah. I only cry when I laugh. And yeah. everyone's like, okay, so yeah. if you could yeah. just get it yeah. together. That's right. And it must be, I mean, that's just the two of us. I can't even imagine with such funny people on set. Like, I know we're get, not even that funny. No, at all. <laughs> Did you guys have to literally like shut down production when you guys would just start laughing on set? Um, I mean, we would eventually pull it together, but like it's, yeah. I mean, when the whole cast was together, we were, it was just really hard getting through a day because we all first of all enjoyed each other so much, Yeah, right, right, right. but we found each other so funny and, um, it would be, it, it, I mean, the gag reels, you can go like in like YouTube, like Modern Family oh, bloopers. Oh, I will. Like, I as soon as it says, I'm going on, on YouTube. And you'll see like basically every time Sophia messes up, it's just like really hard to recover from that because she, she says these things. You're like, I cannot, like she just forgets how to speak English completely. And it just like <laughs> turns into this series of noises. And it is such a joy to watch. And she knows it's happening. You see it on her face. She's just like, I don't know what's happening. And it's just, it's really hard to recover from those moments. Yeah. The worst part is, is when one person recovers and you guys think you have it together and then, and then somebody else breaks. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. just like comes out a little bit and then everyone starts all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And oh God, and you're right. The crew's just at this point, they're pissed. They're yeah, standing around. Yeah. They're like, that's usually what gets me through. It's like, okay, this, this, yeah, this poor person needs to go home <laughs> yeah. and have dinner yeah. and feed their family. Yeah. Um, so is it true that you introduced Sophia to her husband? Yeah. Yeah. That is, what a special thing. Do you like remind her of that every time you see her? Or? Every anniversary. Every anniversary. It's like, you're welcome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, uh, I didn't know Joe too well, but she, we were all at a party together and she, you know, mentioned thinking he was very handsome. I was like, well, I know him. Let me bring him over. So like, I brought him over. And then when she, she was actually engaged at the time and her relationship wasn't working out and when they broke up. Um, Joe asked me if he could have her number. And so Ooh. I called her and I said, you know, Joe wants your number. Aww. Can I pass it along? And um, she was like, I, I, it's, been, it's only been two days and they're coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, drama. Like, can I give him your number? And so she said, yes, you can give him my number. <laughs> and uh, that's the rest is history. Does everyone have a Sophia impression on the show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm everyone. Yeah, jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that Julie Bowen has the best one. She probably does have the best one. Yeah. Really? Yes, yeah. I, I heard that hers is. But I, I just imagine that everyone has to have one. Yes. It's yeah. too iconic. Yeah. yeah, it's good. She is so... So are you guys like all friends in real life? Do you mm -hmm. keep in touch? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, That's really cute. We saw each other. I didn't see... I haven't seen the whole group since we finished, but I've seen either small groups or 
medium-sized groups yeah, all together. Yeah, right, sure, sure. We had a few weddings uh, recently. Sarah Hyland got married. And you officiated. I officiated that wedding, that yes. that was so fun. Yes, I was a last-minute replacement for Ty Burrell, who had to <laughs> drop out because he had a family emergency. And, I mean, I was going to go anyway, so I was, right. that was, she was like... You were an understudy. I was the understudy. You were the yeah. understudy. Yeah, 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 that was a big honor. And then um, one of our creators, uh, Steve Levitan, uh, got remarried, and so a lot of us were at that wedding. And that was actually the first time I saw Ed O'Neill since, uh, since we'd finished. And so I was... Um, Justin, my husband, was like, you need to make sure you get a photo with everyone before Ed goes. Right. He'll, like, do an Irish exit. Right. <laughs> and and he always does. And we know that about him. And I was like, okay, I got to grab him before he decides that he's had enough and just leaves. So I was like, Ed, come on. Come over here. Come. Let's get a big group picture. So we all, like, kind of gathered on the dance floor. The, the dinner was just about to start. And um, the, the wedding photographer came over and took a photo of us. And my husband was taking pictures as well. And we heard people applauding. And we're like, oh, this is so sweet. They're so happy we're all together. And then we realized the bride and groom were walking to the venue. <laughs> <laughs> and they were applauding for them. <laughs> I was like, about such you. narcissists. Yeah, I love it. That's amazing. Oh, yes, we're all together. Good. Why is yeah, everyone, yeah. Why is everyone standing? Why yeah. did the music change? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah we it's thought like, it was for us. Uh, right. That's narcissism. It should be. It yeah. should be for you. No, I, I, I probably would have thought the same thing. If you guys all like ended up like going to a restaurant or going to dinner, like, and a whole modern family cast is like together, do people just lose their mind? Do they like freak out? Even when I'm just with Eric, like yeah. Eric came to see the show and we, we walked down the street together and people were just like it was too much yeah i get that though and they were like they truly were like where's lily and i was like no that's we're all actors none of us are related we like, don't actually right. live together. Yeah, like, yeah yeah but when we shot we, you know we've been on i've been on vacation with the entire cast because we shot in australia we shot in wyoming we shot in las vegas and so we do we would go out to dinner all together like all of us and on on mass all together and it is overwhelming. You see how it's overwhelming for right. people. Yeah, because people just can't even like, like yeah. process their head it. Around. Yeah. They're, They're like, like, is this a dream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Am yeah, I yeah. going to wake up? Yeah. Was that it so hard when it ended? Like, did you oh, everyone have to like warn the loss? Yes. I mean, it was it was, it was was very, very hard. But also, you know, you do something for that long. Yeah. And as an actor, you want to stretch yourself and do other things. Yes. But at the same time, it's such a great job. And you yeah. love the people. And the hours were wonderful. And it's like, you know, you love this cast. And you're going to miss everyone. So it was. It's it's so bittersweet. Yeah. Because you do want to move on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, we finished, um, we've wrapped our final episode in February 2020. And then, you know, a few weeks world, later, I mean, the world ended. It's like so you like, guys had a clue <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, you know, we, um, I, I thought I was going to be going on to like other things. And then I was like, went on to like nothing. I just yeah. sitting still for 15 months. So that was also hard in its own way. That's but also, weird. thank God we got right. that you know, in the can because like right. to do 11 seasons and then not be able to finish would have oh. been devastating. Right. That, and, oh my like, God. And to switch to Zoom, like all the virtual stuff well, and the yeah. mask you couldn't and the shutting down and everything yeah. else. And we, we ended up like, we we did like a, you know, a few talk shows as a whole cast, like celebrate the, when the, when the last episode was airing, but those were all on Zoom. Right. Oh. And that was, that oh, was, that was so hard. So depressing. Yeah. Oh, I'm just glad you got the whole season in yeah. without having to have that. Yeah. I know. We wrapped our show like December of 2019. Yeah. And we were like, wow, we yeah. got it. But everything, again, it's so anticlimactic when you have to do like your press tour and everything. It's so exciting. And you're just like on a little box, like yeah. Brady, Brady Bunch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I know. mean, all right. So, so what do you have coming up next? I, um, there's a cocaine bear trailer <laughs> that came out. Um, again, you have a lot of interesting projects. So it's a comedy thriller movie. Yeah. Um, and it's a true story. It's based on true events. It's based on true events. Yes. Okay. So tell us about it. Okay. So the, the true events are this. Um, there was a black bear who ingested a lot of cocaine uh, in, this, in the woods of Georgia I and then went already. into cardiac arrest and died. That's the true story. Okay, wow. that's the true story. And But 
Elizabeth Banks, who directed this film, she's like, you know, what would have happened if like maybe the cocaine bear didn't die and went on a killing spree instead? <laughs> so right. there you Super go. Super light, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fun fact, Elizabeth Banks, my mom's neighbor. No way. Yes. Oh, no way. Yeah, I know. My mom is obsessed with Elizabeth Banks and calls her by her full name in, to in, me. In LA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She actually just sold her house, but she- Wait a minute. I think I saw- I, Oh my God, you did. I went to you look at that house. You went to look at my parents' house. Yes, that's right. Next to Elizabeth. Yes. And Liz wow. was like, if you buy this house, we can connect we can our neighbors yards. neighbors through the tennis I've court. I've seen your mom's house. That's, that's crazy. That's really weird. That's, that's right. so I crazy. My mom doesn't watch TV at all. And she kind of sounds like Sofia Vergara, I think, when she's talking. <laughs> She'll be like, the, the the modern family person, the the the, the guy, the, you know, that's so that's funny. That's so crazy. What a small world. Anyway, she that loves Elizabeth world. Banks and she talks about Elizabeth as though Elizabeth's like her daughter, which I am. <laughs> and like, she's like very proud of Elizabeth Banks. Always two words, Elizabeth yeah, yeah, Banks yeah, yeah, achievements. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she'll be like, Elizabeth Banks has become very big on TikTok, you know? Like, like she'll oh, like, and I'm like, yeah. Mom, she doesn't need your pride. <laughs> anyway, so funny, such a small world. Um, okay, and your movie, Broadway Rising. Tell us about that. Broadway Rising is this documentary I produced with my husband, Justin. Um, Amy Rice directed it. She's actually, she directed um, a documentary about Barack Obama's um, run for president, actually, which is fantastic. And that's, I became a fan of hers after watching that. And she called me in the middle of the pandemic saying, I want to do a documentary about uh, Broadway returning from COVID. So oh, uh, it's it's a beautiful film. Uh, it's available right now on um, on demand. Okay. You can watch it on Apple TV. You can watch it on Amazon. And uh, it's it's about, you know, the entire Broadway community. I, what I love about it is that it's um it doesn't just talk about the actors and the producers and the writers and all these those people who lost jobs, but like the entire industry. Like it talks about the doormen. It talks about the people who make the costumes. It talks about the dry cleaners mm-hmm. up in the Bronx who clean the Broadway right. costumes. Wow. Like all these people lost their jobs. Right, such an ecosystem. Such an ecosystem. And so it's, it's really a love letter to the Broadway community. That's amazing. I oh, that. I can't wait to yeah, watch that. We, now we have a list of things. Cocaine yeah. Bear and Broadway Rising. <laughs> yeah, they're both very, very similar. Very. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we always end the podcast with a segment called Five Minutes for Hugs. I wonder, what is your favorite thing about living in New York currently? Oh, God. Um, just the culture. I just love how vibrant it is. And it's there's so much culture at your fingertips. Does It, st- it still energizes you. Mm-hmm. I love that. And just like, you know, musicians on the street. And like like when my when back at my, my two and a half year old is in New York with me, he's just so stimulated by everything. Right. And there's just so much It's a whole art. Fisher Price mobile right <laughs> exactly. in front of Exactly. Right yeah. in your backyard. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Next. Okay. Yes. What's your favorite thing to cook? Oh, God. Uh, I have a cookbook. Um, and I love uh, making enchiladas. Mm. Oh, I would love to eat enchiladas. That sounds delicious. Okay. All know? right. Biggest phobia? Ooh, snakes. Ooh, that's Clea too. Me too. And when I tell you, I'm, I'm like, people are like, oh no, like no one likes snakes. I'm like, no, no, I am phobic yeah. of snakes. I can't watch them even on TV. No. I, yeah. I have a hard time with pictures of snakes. I watched the python climb a tree and it almost <gasps> did me in. Just in the real, in, in real the life. wild? No, 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 it was, oh. a, it was a video. Oh, oh. They, they Did you also they hear about the trees? python that like ate a woman? Like she was just missing. No, she just went missing because a python ate her. Yeah, she no. was she it was, she was like working in a field and like she just never came home from work. And then like oh my God. they were looking for her, and then all of a sudden they found this python, and like they had it was a bulge it was like in the middle. Like they they <gasps> cut it open, and she was inside the python. <gasps> Where was this? Not here. Okay. okay. <laughs> He's like New York City. Yeah, yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Next. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you could eat dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who, who would, would it, it be? be? Oh gosh. Um. Ooh, Michelle Obama. Oh, God. Do you Michelle, get that one a lot? That's our number friend. one. That's our number 
what? Yeah. You're our best friend. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I yeah. felt it right from the if beginning. If you get really? invited by her, will you invite us too? Of course. <laughs> okay. You know, the, the, the sad thing is like, we're like, oh, Michelle Obama. But like, you have an opportunity. I'm sure you could call I've her. I've met her. Oh. She's so great. Uh. I think that's why I want to have dinner with her. Guys, I've, I've only had, I've only... I got to be around her in, in small, like, you know, controlled Right, places. environments. And she's so incredibly kind. She actually asked me to participate in her book tour. Um, and so I have, like, I, I, I you know, I, I feel like she's my friend already just because she knows who I am. And I feel like because yeah. we're friends, yeah. we're almost friends yeah. with Michelle. Yeah, 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 Our friend yeah. is Mich- friends with we Michelle. We did get to participate in Barack Obama's book tour. Amazing. We, we interviewed him. He's it was the best. also pretty fantastic. Oh, is he, see, okay, so we're not going to be able to impress Jesse is the bottom line. We're not going to be able to impress you. We have, <laughs> the Barack Obama book tour is the best we have. So that's yeah. really. I'm impressed. That's Let's it. Say. And it was a three minute Zoom. So it wasn't, <laughs> we didn't even meet him in person. Okay. It's all right. It was still the best moment of our life. Okay. Um, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. so much. This was thank the funnest um, time we've ever spent. So. No, I don't believe that. But I don't know. I'll it was pretty it. fabulous, it was actually. Pretty fun yeah. and, and informative. It's good. I'm glad I'm going <laughs> to okay. illuminate some things for you. <laughs> we are almost at the end of our show, but before we get out of here, we are going to play a little game of low bar or high bar. Okay, low bar or high bar? Eating a microwave dinner. High bar. You think that's high? Yeah, as opposed to cereal. Oh, I was gonna say low. Microwave what? dinner. But you you don't like. I don't eat cereal for no cereal for dinners. I know you need a proper meal. Yeah, I do. I need a meal. I know this is where we we take. You just eat various food groups. Yeah. Emptying the entire dishwasher or only taking out what you need. Hmm. I would say that's just bar. Wait, 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 hold on. Emptying the entire dishwasher is the high bar. Yeah. Just taking out the fork that you need, low That's bar. For sure. It still counts. I mean, you're eating, you got the fork. It's fine. But it's, if you really want to like achieve. Yeah, I mean, you feel like you really check the box if you if the whole dishwasher is empty. I, can I just say, one of my least favorite things to do is to unload a dishwasher. I know. There's- I will wait and wait and wait until John comes by. And they'll be like, oh, I think the dishwasher is clean. Like I will wait for I forever. It's the most unrewarding. And I'll act chore. as I'll act as though it was brand new information to me that I'll be like, I think it was still hot when I looked at, when I I checked. So I just wanted it to sit for a, oh oh you're if you could you know, you're I, I'm taller. I'm so glad that we weren't like ever roommates. Like, yeah. Nothing the dishwasher would never have been unloaded. No, we would only be eating out. Do you hate it too? Hate, hate. It's something in my house I call a John job. Yeah. Turns out there are a lot of John jobs. Uh, honestly, every job that's not organizing is a John job. Pretty much. I mean, literally anything involving laundry, dishes, yeah. um, gr- putting away groceries, picking <laughs> up kids, dog. I mean, I could go on. No, it's all jo- Let's just talk about the only thing you do do. Um, I do organize things. Yeah. And you and you make the bed. I do. I you know what? That's a clear job. I, I do make the bed. I make the beds too. We, you and I have the same jobs, which is why it's good we were never attracted to each other. <laughs> <laughs> It had to be a tra- not just roommate. No, it had to be no, an attraction just, to each other. It's just thank God we never like wanted Dated? to be- Yeah. <laughs> what, how about just thank God we've never lived together? Why does it have to be an attraction? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday with Best Friend Energy and Best Friend Energy Unpacked on Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with new episodes. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on socials at Best Friend Energy. 
Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Our producers are Ben Odo and Danielle Jones-Wesley. Our associate producer is Cami York. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at Hello Sunshine and The Home Edit are Lauren Lagarde, Allie Bridgers, and, and us. us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training. But from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off which if you've ever experienced can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.